0: Welcome to It's Karmic. I'm your host, Vika Bradford. This is a sacred space to connect with karma and past lives through astrology, energy work, and intuition. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the It's Karmic Podcast. Whether you're watching on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast, welcome, welcome. My goal moving into 2023 is to show up a little bit more on YouTube. So you're going to have the option more often moving forward to either watch these conversations Or tap in on the podcast. So, no, you can choose based on sort of your energy. You know, some of us are more aligned with just listening on a drive or, you know, while we're doing the dishes. And then some of you out there like to actually watch the video content. So, Moving forward, we're going to see how this shift goes and be in a state of exploration. If you know anything about me, uh, you'll know that my north node is in Aquarius and in whole signs, it's in the fifth house. This year, I am actually really looking to explore my whole signs chart, as you know, for a long time. I was really attached to a certain view of my planets being certain houses and their expression through those houses. So this year, my invitation for myself is to really explore a new lens of myself and bringing that to you guys this year, we'll be doing a lot of self-discovery, a lot of diving into new layers of ourselves, and I'm really excited to be able to take you guys on a journey of um, really looking at things differently, you know, getting out of our own way, um, getting unstuck and unattached to versions of ourselves. We might think that we know often those versions are crutches or areas where we actually lay in traps or, you know, get caught up in ourselves. So this year, you know, this Gregorian year, let's be in more of a state of self-discovery and expansion, and open to new lenses, okay? Because this is going to be a massive year we have ahead of us, and today's conversation is a part of that. So on Instagram recently, I asked you guys what you wanted to learn from me first, and Pluto and Aquarius won out, not even in a landslide. Honestly, you guys were pretty excited about the Saturn and Pisces conversation, the Pluto and Aquarius conversation, and the idea of working and integrating a new journal process for 2023 using astrology. So if you guys have been rolling with me lately, you'll see that in my membership, the metamorphosis calls every single month are going to be a 12 month journey moving, moving forward into the chart. So it's going to be a personal journal journal discovery with me of your sacred 12 houses. This has been really calling to me for a while. So just prefacing that if you guys have been wanting to do a sacred journal practice through your chart, now is the time to head into the membership and join me as I'm going to just guide you so much deeper into self-discovery this year. And in saying that, I will do a little podcast on working and creating a new journal process using astrology for 2023, because personally, it's been one of the most potent tools for me to use in my chart and in my self-discovery over the last few years. Or more. I don't even know what year we're at at this point in my life, anywhere at 2023, but I don't know how long it's been that I've been using this process of um, self discovery through astrology. And then if you add on that I've been journaling since I was like 10 years old, I think it's one of the most potent powerful ways that we can really get to know each other and in human design um, I'm a line six I'm a six two so that six is really the observer and for me it's really important to be in that observer state so if you are anything like me and you really love reflecting and observing and really you know looking through the lens of self-discovery and exploration of discovery of self then I invite you to join me in this process, whether you join me in the membership or you just you know, listen to that podcast when it comes out in a couple of weeks and find these new layers of yourself moving into this potent new year. Okay, so without further ado, we're going to dive into a conversation around Pluto moving into Aquarius. Now, I've been doing a lot of reading because I love to research uh, just so much stuff around the topics I'm going to talk to you guys about. Uh, If you guys know me, I have a Virgo stellium. It's in the 11th house. Research is one of my favorite things to do. Uh, Exploration of information, tangible, practical information is one of my favorite things to do. And I like to be able to take that information and make it practical and understandable for you guys And applicable in your, whether it's astrology studies, whether it's spiritual practices, um, however you're integrating this knowledge into your practice, I love to be able to make this stuff more tangible and more accessible for you. Okay, so going into this transit this year, let me just preface that this year is very, very potent. It's very Plutonian. It's very Aries focused. It's very solar plexus focused. Uh, And it will be a massive year of self-discovery transformation. And there's two octaves really like there's the low is just um, disempowerment. if you're not ready to get empowered this year, you could feel like a total victim, 100%. And the other octave is if you've been doing your work, if you've been diving into yourself, if you've been looking in your shadow and working working with your soul signature, all this spiritual work you know we've been doing, then this year could be a really big year of liberation, of self-discovery, of new journeys. I am calling this year very much the fool year when I'm tapping into a card that could represent the astrology I'm seeing. Um, It feels like the fool. It feels like we're all stepping into a new journey and it's gonna be like a personal journey, a collective journey. And Aquarius in, uh, sorry, Pluto in Aquarius is, part of that journey, 100%. So let's just state here, and I'm going to link a couple articles for you guys that are really, really potent. Um, Let me just get the the dates here of these shifts, bear with me one second while I scroll through here. Okay, so We've got Pluto and Capricorn right now. And let's just actually talk about that before we head right into the dates here. We've had Pluto and Capricorn since 2008. Um, a lot of astrologers really tie this into the financial collapse going on in those years, the recession, all those things, you know, Capricorn is our systems, is our government, it's our structures, it's our traditions. And we've seen nothing less than uh, the traditions and systems that we grew up on dismantled, right? They have been being dismantled. They've become, um, they're unraveling, let's say, those are the words I'm looking for. And when we're really looking into this and feeling into the dismantling of the systems that we know with Saturn and Capricorn, it's the structure, right? It's the foundation. And so that foundation has been unearthed. It has been uh, ripped open in order to see what is not working, what needs to be detoxed, uh, what is unaligned with our cosmic and collective frequencies, all the taboo, stuff that we don't want to see has come to the surface. It's going to continue to come to the surface for the next couple of years as this kind of dance happens with Pluto and Capricorn and Pluto in Aquarius. Okay. So we're in this dance, we're in this journey together. And the, the moment in 2023, when Pluto first enters Aquarius, which is on March 23rd, 2023, uh, we're going to feel a shift. Okay. So in 2008, there was this feeling, the shifting energy that, you know, if we look back, I'm sure we could find a lot of examples, you know, in the media, in the history of things going on, but a great example is that financial collapse of a system, right? Um, something that we rely on to function. And I'm sure there were a lot of factors in place. So remember that when we're talking about this stuff, nothing is finite, the chart is a whole. And so moments have to be recognized as a whole of the chart, but we can tap into how much has dismantled, right? How much of the system and traditions have dismantled over the last, however many years, 13 years, Um, what are we at? 2008 to 15 years, Uh, When we tap into this energy, knowing that there is always a shift, a moment, a feeling when a outer planet, especially moves into a new sign, we know that we feel it collectively and we feel it internally. Now, some astrologers will say like, yeah, you won't really feel it um, because you don't have placements in Aquarius or you don't have placements in fixed signs. But, you know, when I'm diving into a lot of the reading I've been doing, and this feels very, very true for my own astrological studies and my own um, processes with you guys in chart readings, in um, in studies with you, in courses with you, and all the conversations I get to have with you guys. It feels very true that when a planet first moves into a house or leaves a house, we feel the effects. Now I was reading the other day, Oh God, I don't even know what I was reading. I'm not sure what I was reading, but it was talking about, um, Saturn particularly and how we really feel the end of a Saturn movement through a certain house It's like the solidification of that movement of Saturn going from one house into the other. It's kind of like it finalizes everything it's been doing in that house. So I thought that was a really good way to think about The shift into a new house, right? Um, it's not that we're going to feel the whole story because absolutely not. It's going to take 20 years for Pluto to move through Aquarius, but we're going to feel the energetic shift within our own frequency of that shift into a house. Okay. So that house it's moving to in your chart is not going to, it's not going to show you the whole story. Okay. It's not going to show you the, uh, the whole upheaval and information of what you're about to experience but what it will show you is a echo or a what is the word a foreshadowing that's a good word foreshadowing of what could be to come and the themes that you may experience through this transit in that particular house okay so collectively we're going to experience that and then internally we're going to experience that and it's going to be this dance as it goes in and out so like the dates here let me just pop them into your heads here okay so we've got Pluto and Capricorn until the third or sorry the 23rd of March then it moves into Aquarius okay it's a very very short little movement this year because by June um June 11th we've got it moving back into Capricorn until the first No, sorry the 21st of January 2024 sorry these are written out a little differently here and then we experience another you know longer stint but not a full stint of Pluto moving through Aquarius in 2024 and finally The final move of Pluto going into Aquarius for good doesn't happen until November 19th, 2024. So we are going to have like a dance back and forth. So this is really important for you to know if you have anything around 28 to 1 degree, maybe 2 degrees Aquarius. Um, knowing that that impact is gonna be happening over the next two years is really potent for you, but that doesn't mean that you're not gonna feel that shift, as I mentioned, into the house. Now, knowing if you're being transited 100%, that's a whole other conversation. We can get into a chart reading for that, or maybe I'll do a course on it, who knows. But just knowing that the shift is happening collectively and internally around these times, and so we will feel and see, especially collectively, This shift happening in the world. Okay. So let's talk about Aquarius. What is Aquarius? Okay. Aquarius is um, the humanitarian. It's the rebel. It's the revolutionary. It's the liberator. It's all about freedom. It's all about progress and uh, really helping us move forward as a collective. Okay. Capricorn sets the foundation, it sets the goals. It's it makes things work, makes society work. It institutes law and order. And then Aquarius comes along and and wants freedom and progression. So this is why Aquarius is linked to uh, technology and, you know, great advances forward. This is mad scientist energy. Okay. It's, It's very linked to all these things, but it's also linked to justice and not justice in the way of Libra, but justice in the way of justice for humanity right um if we think about communism on its highest octave you know the theory of communism outside of the realm of the application it is the idea of a utopian society right everyone is equal everyone receives the same everyone's taken care of everyone has you know um everyone essentially in the idea is is taken care of now in application it is absolutely not that we all know that but it is the idea that there is an equality to people. And that is a very mental concept about progressing us into a, a golden age, a new age, an age where we are free where we are able to express ourselves to be our own unique individual selves now let's talk about that okay high low octave of aquarius i've been tapping into this as a aquarius north node a um i've got a stellium in the 11th house i've got a yod to uranus i've got you know a lot of uranus energy in my chart When I am tapping into the highs and the lows of this energy, I cannot remember who said this last year. Maybe it was even 2020. Well, we're in 2023 guys. Okay. So in the last three years, there's some conversation around hive mind. Okay. And Aquarius being at its low octave hive minds now my mother god bless her used to watch star trek my dad used to watch star trek god i used to watch star trek as a kid and um there's this energy of like the borg okay like the hive mind everyone is operating out of the central energy force and everyone behaves the same everyone acts the same thinks the same is the same okay that's the low octave of aquarius is it's uniform. It's, um, nobody deviates against the, the, the social norms. Everyone is equal. Again, there's that low octave of everyone being equal. And that is the low, low, low of Aquarius. Now high octave of Aquarius is everyone is individual. Everyone is unique. Everyone can be their most, um, creative, eccentric, mad scientist selves. And there's no judgment because everyone is looked at as a unique being. Okay. This is star seed energy or all star seeds. This is, um, cosmic energy at its highest Aquarius is astrology. It's space exploration. It's all these things that, that progress us forward, attempting to make a better world. Okay. So we have to understand that with every energy and every frequency we experience in the world, A, it's, it's an experience of our own energy, a reflection of our own divine consciousness. And then B actually B and C B it's like a, a container of, of the collective fate and how we are progressing as a collective. And then really understanding that it layers us into our cosmic consciousness here on earth so there's a high and there's a low to every single thing every single experience here we as a collective can go both ways and we can simultaneously be going both ways at the same time. Now I do really feel like there is a solidification of the energy of like the timeline shifts. Uh, I remember years ago, not really understanding what that meant. Right. Uh, I think it was moving. It was 2019. Yes. December, 2019. One of my favorite astrologers was talking about the timeline shifts. And I was like, what the heck is this? What are these timeline shifts? I've never heard of this in my life. Now, since then, obviously I've discovered Dolores Cannon and many, many other people who speak of these timeline shifts. And I vibe with them really deeply. Okay, guys, because we've seen that that shift happening over the last three years, you know, um, most people are going, it's not gonna say most people, you know, it, energetically looks from a media standpoint, like most people are going one way when in reality, I actually think the majority are awakening and going in another direction. So, um, I do see 2023 as being a massive year for this timeline split to actually happen. And that Pluto and Aquarius energy, I think is part of the awakening of humanity, the awakening of, um, our reality and our collective fate. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that we are moving into a golden age and that everything's going to be perfect and everything's going to be wonderful. I have no idea. But I'm also not going to sit here and say that we are going to become AI robots and that that is the future, right? I'm not going to say either of those are true, um, but maybe they're simultaneously true at the same time because we're always experiencing polarity here on earth. And I truly don't believe we can Um, ever not experience the natural law of polarity. I just think that's part of it. So be open to your own exploration of what that means for you. And if that sits with you, cool. If it doesn't great, leave it behind because, you know, we're all here to explore our own um, energetic experience and whatever's coming through, let it come through. Right. So, okay let's talk about, okay. So we've talked about Aquarius highs and it's lows. And let's talk about Pluto. You guys know, I freaking love Pluto. This is absolutely one of my favorite planets in the whole world and the whole world, like the whole universe. Um, Pluto energy is all about transformation, death, rebirth, transmutation, power. Okay. Power struggles control, Um, There is a high level of psychic and emotional manipulation that comes in with Pluto, but Pluto's job really like when you boil Pluto down, it's like, like there's a couple jobs. One is to detox old karma and old, like collective information or internal information that is no longer aligned with the soul or the collective. It's like, we need to detox that. So Pluto comes in to do that detoxification. He is the cleanser, the clearer, the energetic, um, remover. Okay. If you know anything about Pluto and Scorpio, it's all tied into elimination. And so Pluto is really here to do that detoxification for us. Other things about Pluto is like that death, rebirth energy. We have to let go of something in order to be reborn as the new version of ourselves collectively and internally. And when it comes to death and rebirth, this means that there is grieving, there is mourning. And I don't mean death as in like literal death guys. I mean it in the process of transformation of ourselves. Okay. We are the butterflies. So whenever we have Pluto and an energy, it's like, almost imagine that energy is a chrysalis. Okay. We're, we're going into the chrysalis. We are in the chrysalis. We're coming out of the chrysalis, depending on what point you're experiencing your Pluto experience, or the collective is having their Pluto experience. Is like chrysalis energy, right? To be reborn, to um, to become the phoenix. Okay, we have to die. We have to energetically release old versions of ourselves, release versions of ourselves that are unaligned with our freedom okay aquarius with our liberation uh with our personal revolutions our rebellion our need to progress our our ability or our need to move past societal structures that are um holding us back from being our highest selves here on earth right anything that is in unjust or um not for the betterment of humanity now that remember that is um that's a moral thing, but it's also objective. What is good for humanity? What's not for good for humanity. Let's remember this high octave, low octave, it's all objective. So we could experience a lot of that energy where we're trying to remove things that are not for our highest and greatest love, but you know, there is this other timeline that believes it is for their highest and greatest love. So we're going to experience, um, let's call it a revolution of the soul. Let's call it a revolution of the collective soul. And in this, it I cannot predict what's going to happen. I'm not going to tell you guys anything that's going to happen. I'm not going to say there's going to be revolutions. I'm not going to say there's going to be anything. I'm not going to say there's going to be wars. I'm not going to say any of that. But I do know there will be a theme of revolution. There will be a theme of collective rebellion, collective um, need for freedom, a collective need for coming back to community whether that goes for the high or the low we don't know but it is a transformation it is alchemy it is um, the transmutation the transmutation of the old unaligned coming into some sort of different alignment now that alignment, I really want us to get unattached to the collective expression. I know we live here on earth and we are a part of society. I get that. We have to be a part of society. We have to do all the things um, we need to do or you know, can't avoid. There are certain things we can't avoid being here on earth. But what I really love about this is... I think it was in 2020 when there was a lot of shit going on, you know, right after um, the energy of what we went through, (laughs) where I was feeling this huge, huge awakening around this belief that when the indigenous people of this world are able and and feel ready to, to do their healing work on a global scale, they will be the healers of the earth. This is just an energy that came through for me three years ago, where I was just like that, that's going to be the healers of the earth. I mean, all indigenous communities everywhere, right. Um, coming back to the earth, coming back into alignment with our cycles with mother earth. We're not spraying the skies. We're not fucking doing any of this stuff. Sorry guys. I got, I probably shouldn't swear on YouTube. I don't know how it works, but we're not spraying the skies. We're not filling our bodies full of shit. We're coming back into alignment with mother nature and through that energy, it feels very, very much in alignment with the shift of Pluto and Aquarius because it brings us back to community, right? More focus on, and I'm not saying this is what's going to happen, but this is what I would love to see out of this energy is more focus on community living, living, you know, coming back to, um, living together right communities coming together to support one another um, community food focus local local food being a part of our diets uh, there are so many I have a friend that works in you know, she's in geography and food and this whole mix of creating sustainability through the food system is her work. And coming back to, you know, to that, that's the stuff that's going to heal this world in my humble opinion. But these could be things that come through where it's just this like ingenious transformation of our systems and of our world to progress us back into community living back into, um, or forward, let's say forward into um, a more aligned version of this new age we're moving into. And it can go so many different ways, but that's kind of just one thing I'm tapping into. So when I was looking through these beautiful articles, like I said, I will uh, link them in the bottom, the show notes for you guys. If you do want to read them, I was reading one, let me find it here that was all about the history, because I think it's really cool to consider the history of transits in the past and how that energy has influenced, you know, or impacted society, what happened, how we can examine it. Now, I do want you to remember guys that, you know, the chart as a whole. And so when I'm looking at this, just as the, the writer of this article did there, they're not examining the entire chart. So we have to remember, right? We are not looking at every single placement and how they could impact each other. We're just looking at what happened when Pluto is in Aquarius the last like, two times. So remember, Pluto takes a really long time, takes about 248 years to move through all the zodiac signs. So it's quite a while ago. But the last one was in so there was one around the American revolution and the French revolution. And then before that, there was one when Henry VIII was just jamming around, you know, and completely radically transformed England by leaving, I think it was the Catholic church he left. Don't quote me on that guys. But when we're looking into this, it's really cool to think about the fact that we can kind of see revolutionary patterns happening in history during these times. Now, again, I'm not saying there's going to be a revolution. I'm not saying there's going to be a war. I'm not going to say there's any of that, but I will say that revolutionary things happen in revolutionary times of Pluto being an Aquarius. So back in, and this article makes a really good point about, um, the revolution, the, the American revolutions, actually started. So they signed in 1776 or whatever it was. Um, they signed that Declaration of Independence in 1776. And Pluto was actually in Capricorn, okay. And the actual revolution took like years to happen. So between that time, it took the whole you know journey of Pluto being in Aquarius for the revolution to actually happen. And then I believe when we were tapping into. France, hold on, we'll scroll down here. It actually, you know, took the whole time as well, or it even took longer for that revolution to happen. So just knowing that, okay, here we go. Um, So on September 3rd, 1783, the treaties of uh, Paris was signed by George III of Great Britain, formally. okay, so that was ending the war in America. So that ended in 1783 and pluto moved in in 1778 so there was like a whole period of time that pluto had to move through aquarius for that revolution to happen right and then it finished up its its uh movement after that um and you guys can dive deeper into the the energy of the french revolution too because i'm just not seeing it here but there was a whole period of time it had to go through for that revolution to happen it wasn't like we just moved into Pluto and Aquarius, and there was a revolution, right? It was the building of the frequencies as the collective taps in, where it's like, okay, we're feeling the building of, okay, now it's time to change things. And it doesn't have to be violent. It doesn't have to be any of those things. But, you know, with Uranus, it's going to be quick. It's going to be explosive. It's going to be, and I don't mean explosive, like explosive could be, but it's going to be explosive. It's going to be like radical insights, quick shifts, all happening quickly. And intensely, but then with Pluto, it's slow and it takes its sweet time. So we're gonna tap into the idea of Aquarius being shocking but but Pluto taking its time to do those shocking things, okay? And then before that, yeah, we had so Henry VIII, um, literally he just left the Catholic Church because he wanted to he wanted to um, Mary Anne Boleyn leaves the Catholic Church. And what does that do for England? It's a complete revolution in the sense of changing the whole the whole religious ideology in England from Catholic to, I believe, Protestant was how what it shifted to. And and this completely changes. It re- he rebels, right? He rebels against his system and changes. You know the face of England entirely. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying it's revolutionary. It's a revolutionary act to happen. So when we're tapping into that, we, you guys, can read this article. It is called Pluto and Aquarius in a Synchronous uh, Universe by Angela Cornish. Really, really cool article uh, where she taps into the many, many layers of this shift. So just looking back. We know that, yes, revolutionary things happen, and you guys can go and do some more research around what other revolutionary things happened between 1778 and when was the other one? Uh, 1527, something like that, guys. But you can tap into what happened between those two time periods is there anything notable anything interesting and this is just how we find comparison notes and interesting facts right so what we know of this information is revolutionary things happen during pluto and aquarius doesn't mean it needs to be you know violent doesn't mean it needs to be any of those things i'm sure if we went back a few more rounds of pluto and aquarius We wouldn't always find war. We wouldn't always find, you know, those energies, but we would find something massive, massive shifting in the collective. Okay. And just knowing that there's going to be an entire wealth of astrology happening. Well, Pluto's in Aquarius. We just know revolutionary times are ahead of us, meaning things are about to change. And so we're at the precipice of that change right now. So when you're looking at your own energy forces, your own life, it's just, kind of tapping into that house. It's moving into if you're in whole signs, you know, you're going to know the exact house. It's going to be shifting no matter what. Uh, if you're looking at Placidus maybe it's not shifting into a house, but tapping into this and questioning, you know, an area of your life that is about to transform and then tapping into how you've transformed over the last 15 years, 15 ish years of Pluto and Capricorn. It doesn't, mean it's a like I said, it's not a quick thing, right? Pluto is slow. If you've been through a Pluto transit, which many of you watching this, I know you guys are either in them right now or you know you've been through massive Pluto transits, they are slow burning. So whatever's happening in your chart with Pluto it could take two to three years for you to feel that. And then collectively it's going to take 20 years for us to feel it. And we might not even feel the full effects of Pluto in Aquarius in 20 years, because we're going to feel like the ramifications of it. It's like when someone gets elected into politics, right? They spend four years completely undoing what the person did before them. And then we don't feel the ramifications of their actions really until the end and they're gone. And the next person sort of undoing what they did. So um, we are going to feel like the echo effects. And then also on top of that, let's remember that all the babies coming in with their Pluto and Aquarius, we are going to feel you know when they hit a certain age to start influencing the world when they're 30 40 years old we'll feel that energy so it is not a moment in time it's a landscape of time and we just need to tap into the fact that it is going to be a revolutionary period of time it doesn't have to be scary i want us to leave behind and i get i get stuck in this too, guys. So I want us to be very conscious of leaving behind um, fearing AI, okay? Um, I get stuck in that too. I, I don't love technology. I appreciate technology that I'm able to do this and have this conversation with you guys right now. I don't love technology. I don't love the idea of how much surveillance is coming into our lives i don't love any of that stuff but if we can trust that you know technology has done amazing things for us we have warm houses we have you know yeah the ability to do this podcast right now the ability to know so much astrological information at our fingertips the ability to drive wherever we want fly wherever we want these beautiful beautiful innovations and just know yeah there's a low and there's a high to every single energy we kind of have to watch out for that it means moving into this energy force really you have to be yourself In aquarius it's all about becoming yourself when you're not becoming yourself you're in the low of aquarius which is feeling you know like the outsider which we we are anyone watching this right now we are the outsider and it's because we see differently so just knowing that collectively that energy of the outsider is is going to be on the forefront And so it also means just honoring your eccentric nature, your need for transformation and liberation in your own life. We're going to see it collectively, but remember it's happening uh, reflectively within you as well. Your need to transform into your highest self, to become more authentic, to, you know, progress your own life to step into your own inner genius. And that's going to be in an area of your chart, depending on where that house is like, that's where your inner genius lies, right? That's where your humanitarian lies. That's where your liberator lives. So when we tap into that, we can bring more of this energy into the collective. Now this by all means did not cover free thing, but it was a quick taste into uh, a shift. We are going to energetically move into. I don't want you guys to be afraid of this shift. I don't want you guys to be worried in any way. I want you to find peace in the opportunity of liberation that we're moving into, because I truly believe when we hold a frequency of hope, of love of grace and peace, that frequency ripples through the world. And I believe that as we raise our consciousness, we are shifting the world. I truly believe it. It's okay to disagree with me on that one, but you know, if you are in agreement, let's hold that frequency and keep innovating Aquarius. Let's keep innovating the world to be more in alignment from the heart frequency. Okay. From our entire frequency, let's align back with frequency, back with community, back with new age information. Let's get everyone back into astrology so they can friggin' do some therapy on themselves and pass on that love to next generations. Right. There's so many things we can do with this. So many things. So this is my invitation for you. My my invitation for you is just to explore and be open as we move into this transit and do not be afraid this year is going to be massively transformational. And so if we can just meet it with a bit of grace, honor, and love, I think, I think it's going to be, you know, a beautiful, beautiful time in all of our lives. So thank you for joining me here today. If you want to hop in and join me in my membership the Dark Moon Collective is open and taking enrollments right now. We meet you know, once a month for the Dark Moon, where we do our karmic cleansing, clearing, and tapping into our charts. And then inside Metamorphosis right now, we are going to be taking a 12-month journey through the houses. You're going to have access to every single replay. If you can't make it live, they're all there for you. And every month, we're going to go into a new dive, into a house in your chart so you can understand yourself more deeply and potently than you ever have before. So I will put that in the show notes as well. And if you guys loved this, if you really love my content, And tapping in with me in these ways, please subscribe and share. It means the freaking world to me that I'm, you know, making this free content for you guys from just the love in my heart and needing to share all of this information. So please subscribe, help me grow, help me, um, help me do more of this. Okay. So I'm sending you guys so much love and until next time, have a beautiful day.